0: Blob Talk Radio bull, bull, bull. To another episode of Rockin' the Carolinas. I'm your host, Zach Martin. Joined with me is the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Lee Clark. What is going on, man?
1: Oh, what's up, man? I'm definitely the man. I actually have a shirt that says that the man, the myth, the legend. It's awesome. That was cool that you said that. Uh, I'm excited, man, to talk some hockey. We got a great key game tonight with Nashville. I want to forget. You know, just like our intro music that we're going to change here soon. But that is actually perfect for Tuesday. That was actually perfect. Oh, no, oh, no. Exactly. I mean, that was just a drubbing we saw the other night. And I just want to wash that away from my memory. We got a fresh start here tonight in my eyes.
0: Oh, I agree. And after that game, basically yesterday, I am like, wait, did we play Tuesday? I don't remember this. But, yeah, that was – Ah, I, words cannot describe what, what that was. When it came 4-1, it was – the first period was a debacle with all those special teams' mishaps. And, of course, we played a good second for once, which we hoped for. They did play a good second, and then that third period just got ugly, ugly and a quick.
1: It's just – that was – yeah, that was not good. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't even know how to explain that travesty that they put on the ice the other night. I, I don't even know if that was even the hurricane scene that showed up. I'm pretty sure, just to make a dig at you real quick, I'm pretty sure they'd shipped in. They made a trade with the Cleveland Browns right before you know, the game and said, you know, y'all might, uh, maybe y'all better at uh, hockey. Come on down turns out the Cleveland Browns are not good at hockey either. Cause if, if that's who was, on, it looked like who was on, if that, if we could put any team in the world on the ice, that look, that would be what describes that travesty. It's like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. I, I no team wins like that. And hopefully tonight, you know, against a very, very tough Nashville team, we can rebound. Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: Honestly, that's I'm hoping for, too, especially with going into Nashville. Nashville has been – Nashville has basically been lights out because they're 21-8-4, and, and they're just well, – it seems like they're almost clicking – they're almost doing what they did last year, clicking on all cylinders because they're, like, second on the power play, third in the PK, fifth in goals four. They're, like, sixth in goals allowed. So I mean, we're talking <laughs> – I want to say we have a shot at doing this. And I mean, we really have to be on it. Like, we can't have a, like what happened in the first period in Toronto. We can't have our usual second period mishaps. So, we basically, need to be on point with these guys because Nashville is looking to move into first. And I think for us to stop them, we need to play better than it was on Tuesday. And I don't have you seen anything, but I've heard nothing about our goalie who's starting tonight. Some people are seeing Cam Ward. Some are saying Scott Darling, and I'm honestly I'm ready to see Cam Ward back in that because Darling is that wake up of like, hey, you played bad, Peters left you in, and you still got smoked for eight goals, we're gonna put you on the bench to see how and see how you're gonna react on our net at the next game, which I believe is Saturday. But if they, Scott, if they start Darling, I'm interested to see what Kings fans are gonna be saying if they see him starting tonight. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm just like it's going to be interesting to see who they go
1: with, for sure. It's definitely going to be interesting. I'm going to start with the Predators first, and then I'll give my thoughts on the Canes. Uh, Like the Predators first, you know, I'm a big stats guy. Like you said, they're top in the league and everything. You know, tie for first in the Central with 46 points. They're seven-two and one in their last ten games. They're scoring three over three goals a game at 3.30. A measly 2.67 goals against. One of the big things, and I think will be in a big part of this game, for the Predators, you know, yes, their penalty kill is ranked third in the league, but they also take an insane amount of penalties. They're at 14, over 14 minutes a game in penalties. So that could be a key factor. Yeah, we suck on the power play. Our power play is beyond awful. It's been beyond awful for multiple years. We're at 29th in the league, 75. Uh, my bad. We're nine 29th the league at 14.1% on the power play. That's awful. That's exactly the same in penalty kill, too. Special teams is going to be a key in this game, in my opinion. I really think it will be. The Predators take a lot of penalty. You know, we're seeing a familiar coach behind the bench in Laviolette. I really miss Laviolette, by the oh, way. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. the, hell There's man, it. I mean, we got a de- we've been outshot Uh, the, the two games we won. Two of the uh, last of our winning streak, a three-game winning streak the other day, um, our last two games, we got outshot both of those games. But we won both games. Tonight, we're going up a team that shoots the puck just as much as we do. You know, we're sitting at close to 35 shots a game. They're sitting right at 31 a game. So, I mean, is it going to be an offensive-type game? Is it going to be a physical game? The Hurricanes definitely got to be in the f- physicality. I mean, it shows if the Predators have 14, pil- you know, almost 15 penalty minutes a game, sitting at 14-18, uh, uh, they're going to be physical. And it's probably, dare I say, the most physical team we're playing this year. And if we don't bring the physicality and we don't convert on our power play, we're done for tonight. I don't care who we put in the net. Now, speaking of the Hurricanes, especially in that your question for the Nets, I did get some of their shots, uh, their stats. Uh, I mean, yes, they're outscoring the Predators technically at a little over three goals a game at 3.12 to the Predators 2.67. Um, at goals against, uh, my bad, sorry, I read that wrong. The Hurricanes are slightly below them, about a half a goal a game, but and they're giving up about a half a goal more. Uh, so definitely, goaltending is going to be key. Sorry, I got my tongue twisted there. Goaltending is going to be a key. Uh, do we see Darling? Um, I hope not. I swear if we see Darling in that there better be a cab. Gerard Gallant style waiting outside the arena to put him in there because uh, I don't see how you start a goalie that just gave up eight, eight goals. I, I mean, I get stick him. I know a lot of people were complaining about why do you not pull him on the Hurricanes uh, fan book page? Uh, why don't you pull him? Why don't you pull him? And that's been going on for a lot of games. You know, why don't you pull him at a certain time? I think Bill Peters knows what he's doing. And that's a good as time as any to show and put a message to your supposedly top number one guy. I mean, he's, he, we brought him in. We signed him to a multi-year deal. We made him our number one goalie. We put Cam Warner on the back burner, but he's cool with being a backup, and he's one of the best backups in the league. Yes, percentage-wise and stuff may not really say it, but if you look at what he's done for this team and the games he kept us in, you can put him up there with Anton, Anton Hudobin, Dobby, as we know him, uh, with Boston, yeah. yeah, his stats may not quite line up, but what he's done for this team has kept us in it. And I think that sent a message. Peders wanted to send a message to Darlin. You know, you're supposed to be our number one. You're coming off one of the best games, the best game you've had all season, and you're playing like this now. I'm gonna send a message to you. But the the thing I wouldn't do is start him the very next game.
0: Yeah, I'm exactly still sending
1: that, that message. I, you know, I'm still sending that message. To me, it's got to be Cam Ward tonight. No question doubt about it. It's got to be Cam Ward. I mean, we're going up against a top-tier team. Cam Ward's been our top-tier goalie this year. Yeah, his stats are a little off, but look at some of the games he's had. He's had to pretty much save us and win the games for us. You I mean, look at the Buffalo game. Yeah, the only reason Buffalo scored so much is because Ico had a hat trick. But Cam's yeah, still stood on his head many times play. in that game to save us. Where has Darling been in those games for us? He may make one decent save that keeps us in but they're not – even the announcers are noticing it. They're, he's not making a save that are really keeping us in this game that could change the game. You know, if we win, the, if we come back and win this game, you're going to look back at that save right there. You're going to look at that save if we win, the, come back and win this game. You, you've seen that with Cam Ward plenty of times this year. Have you really seen it from Darling? Maybe once. Cool. But to me, it's got to be Cam Ward tonight.
0: Yeah, it has to be Cam and like you said, like the only game I've seen Darling play at his peak level was probably Columbus. Where he went where we beat them two one and I agree it's I mean, I would love to see I mean, yeah, he sent a message and that's what I was saying to everyone else. Like all he's doing is sending a message and hopefully saving Cam for tonight's game. Because honestly we we need a goalie. I mean, yeah, Cam's goals against average is worse than Scott Darling is probably a bit closer now since he gave up eight goals, but I think Cam. Uh, I think Kim needs to get more starts than he already is. <laughs>
1: Excuse me, but um, I don't but think that's to. right. No, I, I was no. Uh, looking at a site. I was looking at what you were just saying about the uh, percentage say percentages, and I, the site I was looking at, I'm like, I don't think that's right. But <laughs> no, Kim no, goals is against, goals,
0: against, goals against, goals against, goals against average. Um,
1: yeah, it's higher. It's worse. Yeah, yeah Darlings but, is
0: lower. But the save percentage, but,
1: Cam's got a better save.
0: Exactly. But that's, that's the only thing that I'm saying. Is like
1: I think Piers was sending a message, and
0: I was hoping where I can camp. Honestly, Cam needs to start saying, that's what I'm hoping he's doing. But, yeah, it's just this game, This is this, like, if we need to get back on track to where we were, where we had three in a row, we need to, we need to go back to what we were doing in Colum- against the against the team in Columbus when we played Columbus and I saw I forget where I saw it but I saw someone post that they should they had the lineup uh, when we played Columbus when we played that gritty hard physical game and we had you know with the TSA line going we had all these other we had these lines going and they showed the line that we threw against Toronto you know the TSA line was like all over, three over three different lines you know Victor Raspo was the starting like Big X the third, number one center. And it just seemed like our entire team, with, the, with those lines completely jumbled on Tuesday, that did not work. Pierce should never use that line ever that lineup ever again because that was a straight debacle. And he needs to go back to what he did against Columbus. He should, he should never swap the lines around after Columbus. I don't know why he would do that. We just need Columbus 2-1. Darn just played out of his mind. Put them in regulation, and then we go and swap all the lines up on a Tuesday against Toronto, and like what happened? We get spin out of the building, four one in the second, or four one in the first, and then four nothing in the third. It was just awesome. Hope Pierce goes back to the original lineup. I, yeah, I want to see what he's rolling with um, for today's game because it was just like I said, it was just uh, just a mess and. From what I'm seeing, nothing's been changed. I think he's rolling with the same lines as he did Tuesday from what I'm seeing. I've seen no updates, no nothing. So, if he's rolling with the same lines he did Tuesday, to be honest, man, I would be nervous about tonight, especially if we're going up against Pecorine. Oh, gracious. Oh, gracious. That's going to be – And we saw playing Frederick
1: Anderson was bad, Pecorine is on a whole nother level of
0: just ridiculousness. In terms of how good he
1: is. Oh, I, I've always enjoyed watching Pecorine. It, he always reminded me. He always reminds me. He's not exactly the style of Dominic Hackett, but he always remind like the way he makes some of the saves he does reminds me of oh, Dominic yeah. Hackett. Like he just pulls off something. You were like, you're like, what? What did I just see? I mean, I mean, the guys. He got eighteen wins on the year. Yeah, he had a bad out and at Winnipeg, but Winnipeg has shown this year that they can score some goals at times. Yeah, he had a bad out and of course, you know, he just had, he had the shutout the game before against Calgary. And then only uh a goal allowed against Vancouver and but I mean he's got an 18 and three record, two point three six goals against average, nine twenty seven save percentage. That's that's gonna be tough to beat and we gotta do something different. Of course, I mean, you know, I don't know what the whole deal was with the lines and everything, but you know, I, I really hope our owner who was here at this on was is <clears throat> excuse me on the road trip and seeing everything. I, I just hope we don't go with the same lines. I mean, that was just awful. I don't, I don't know if mixing up the lines even helps anything. Maybe he was just sending a message to the whole team. I don't know. I don't know what's going on yeah. with the readers. You know, I, I like to have faith in our in my in our coach. You know, because you know, as much as he has to do with decisions on who's on the ice and times and stuff like that, he's not the guy on the ice. He's not the guy that's out there making mistakes. You know, that's costing us. Yeah, you can look at line combinations and stuff and what they put together as questionable sometimes and like uh, scratch your head on, but a lot of people fail to realize that he's not the players on the ice. And eventually, we got to start. Holding the players accountable, and but you have to have a coach. This is where the, a lot of the fault lies. You got to have a coach that holds your players accountable, and he's not. Uh, Skinner's been our best goal scorer on the year, and he's constantly benched during overtimes, never in the shootout either. I mean, yeah, you can say because his defense isn't all, all that great, but he's going to be a guy that could be. Possibly may have a defensive breakdown, but he's going to be the guy that's going to hustle his butt back and use his speed to possibly get back and break that up. And you look at guys like Justin Falk, you know, not playing as well. You know, we're going to have a segment here in a second uh, for our uh, players to watch, um, and he may make an appearance. But uh, I'm going to tell you right now he's going to make an appearance on my side, so I'm not going to get too much in Justin Falk. But you got to hold your players accountable. you got to bench some of you guys. You know, he benched Rask for two games, healthy scratch, sit up there and watch it. And sometimes that changes your perspective, getting scratched. And what happened? He went out and scored in three straight games. Yeah, he's kind of cooled off a little bit since then, of course, you know. But he scored out, you know, gave, him, it refreshed him a little bit. Should we do the same with Falk? Why not? We got Klaus Dahlbeck, and he's been playing great all year. I don't know why we're not playing him more. Are we trying to showcase our rookies for a trade? One of our rookie defensemen. I mean, we got a great defensive core in, in, the, in Charlotte, and we got great draft uh, guys that we drafted to. That's not it, still in juniors. So I think maybe we're trying to shop one of our defensemen. Maybe that's why Dahlbeck's not playing, because I don't see why he's not. But we got to do something different, and that's what, what falls on Bill Peters. You got to do something different. And I guess all he wants to do is change up the lines and keep Skinner on the bench. I mean, and not give Mark I, I don't know. I, we gotta do something. We gotta see some kind of spark, and this is going to be a key game tonight. Um, you know, coming into Christmas, uh, we got a homestand here next couple of days. Do we see a coaching change possibly if we lose tonight? That's a very good possibility. But something's gotta. The boys gotta step up. This maybe another game where the boys step up and say, "Bill Peter Shab," once again. What do you think? No, I agree with you. I think
0: you know, we need to see a change in the guard or do something because, I mean, doing these lineup changes, I, that, I think that only really does so much to try to, to ignite an offense. But, I mean, the lineup we rolled with on when we were in uh, Buffalo was the same lineup we rolled in, in, uh, when we came home to play Columbus. And we got to we. We should have smoked the Sabres, but unfortunately just defense was sleeping in the third period. But then we beat Columbus 2-1. I think those lines are fine, and I don't know why he would switch the lines up. And is he shopping? I'm hoping we're not shopping our rookies out because I think our defense, like defense is probably the only thing we're basically deep at in terms of having good quality elite players in the future. You know, with Carrick and you know Carrick's down there. And of course, we have Dahlbeck, who's been a healthy scratcher for I don't know how many games this year. And he, when he's on his natural side, it's been. And we've talked about it um, on the show and, and off air that he's like one of the top guys in the league on his natural side. The guy's on fire. So I don't know why we keep seeing him almost every single game, and why he's in Charlotte. I have no idea. It's just yeah, we need we need to do something to. Ignite the team, ignite the offense. But we also just – we need to stop with an inconsistent line, whatever the – picking I think he's just picking those lamps from a hat at this rate. And I don't know why he'd break up the CSA line. he on fire. And and just – I don't know. Aho in the third line made no sense. I know he's with Derek Ryan on the third line. But Aho is not a guy who's a third line, oh, we'll put you on it at some points in the game. That's not how Aho runs. He's a, one, he's a first or second line guy. And and Derek Ryan, same thing. Derek Ryan's a second-line center. But it's just – I don't know what he was doing, but anywho. Um, so we're starting – we're going to introduce a new segment here. Um, uh, we've done keys to the game before. We're, we are going to do keys to the game, but this is where it's players to watch. And I know uh, we've talked about it a little bit before we started the show, but um, – I I uh I'll go first on this one because I know you got some really good in insight on the guys that you picked, but I'm gonna go for me, um I'm gonna go Nashville 1st I'm looking at Phil Forsberg for Nashville. The, you know, the left winger is pretty he's playing in pretty much every game that they play this year and he's got, you know, fifteen goals, you know, eighteen assists, he's you know, plus six on the stat sheet and I think it's like more, like right around the top five just in terms of that, you know, Nine power play goals. I mean, this dude is just – you, if you want to talk about a guy who's leading the team and putting a team on his back, I mean, you could say, you know, Smith, uh, Fiala, Ever, uh, Arvidsson and stuff like that, but you got you got to look at Phil Forsberg. That dude is just lighting up the lamp. He's distributing the puck. He's someone that I think that our defense needs to lock him down and keep him off the score sheet. Could you say he's Jack Eichel, in terms of talent? Yeah, you could say that. But I think he's the cog in that offense. And if you get him and um, Arvidsson, who's the other left wing, shut those two down. I think we have a chance to do it. But I think Forsberg is the guy we need to watch out for because he's doing he's he's doing it for his team because he leads in points at 33 and he leads in goals. That's really saying something for a team who's 20, who's got a lot of you know PK on as well, Pecorini and a and Goal for us to, for me to pick him, that's really saying something to do because of the fact that he's lining them up, um, just as as the leader for this team. Um, and then for the Hurricanes, I've gone, I've gone back and forth a lot um, over the last couple of days of so who I would look at to who to watch out for. And I would say for me, I don't know. I'm still I want to I want to go with defense. I want to look at I want to look at some of our guys there, but I'm what
1: You got it. Go with your gut instinct. Go with your gut instinct. Oh, looks like we lost that. Zach. Okay, looks like we lost that. Zach will be back in a second. Look like he's having a little bit of technical difficulties. I'll pick it up here. Uh so I said I'll start with the canes since he was right at the canes. Um I would definitely have to say my guy's Justin Falk. Yeah, everybody's gonna go, Why do you want to pick Justin Falk? You know, he's been our player of the game every time. But uh, you gotta go with Justin Falk, you know, I mean you ask yourself why he only has seven points on the year and one goal. You got to look at stats. I mean, look at his shooting percentage. It's been awful. Lowest. He's on pace for the lowest shooting percentage of this year. He's sitting at 1.1 right now. He's on pace for just about as many shots, if not a little bit more than last year, at 225. Uh, with fall right. uh, and you mean like look? You look at last year. I've, we lost you there for a little bit, Zach. By the way couldn't quite hear yeah, you, yeah. but, uh, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, for some reason, my guy, it's okay. just I'm doing, out. My, I'm doing, it's okay. I'm doing my hurricanes guy. Then you can uh, pick your hurricanes guy, but, uh, you know, I picked fault. I mean, look at last year. I mean, he was shooting, uh, he was shooting exactly 7.6% on 225 shots, you know, 17 goals, 20 assists. So you look at 37 points every year. He's got seven points right now. He's on pace to have three goals. And about 14 assists. He's looking at the lowest point production since uh, the 2012-2013, uh, when he only played in 38 games and only had 15 points. And so uh, that you know that's that's not great. I mean, yeah, that was over 38 games, and then he came back that next year with 32 points, and then 49, 37, 37. And right now he's got seven. You got to put him on the block right here you know that's my cane to watch and of course many people may think that about him breaking out i don't know i just want him not to make mistakes tonight i don't care if he scores i don't care if he gets points but that's my cane to watch on defense and my cane to watch period because i think when he's a little bit better offensively he's making a lot more defensive mistakes you know he's getting the pass out sometimes but he's taking too many chances he looks very unsure of himself he doesn't have a lot of confidence I just want him to simplify the game. And if he can simplify the game tonight and not make mistakes, you know, just do it basic. You know, never clear it through the middle, always at the boards, whatever. Take the safe way out. Just build some confidence throughout this game. Play even, I think it'll be cool. But let's get back to your Carolina guy before uh, we, I'll go into my uh, Nashville guy. Let's uh, hear your Carolina guy first.
0: Yeah, so my Carolina guy. Um, I'm looking at Jeff Skinner, and I know everyone's like, "Oh, he's our leading points Skinner. He's like one of the main cogs." And I'm like, and I and I get that. I mean, Skinner is one of our one of our best players, and like he should be a no-brainer in terms of production wise. But for me, for he's really streaky, and I know we've I know we've said this on other shows before, and like I said off-air that. Skinner is a streaky player, and then when he's on, he is the lights out. Like, his hands are smooth. You know, his puck distribution is great. But his shots are, like, amazing. I'm looking at him to – for him to actually start gaining momentum, picking up points game after game after game. And that, I mean, even more than just points, I want to see him crashing the net, putting shots on, doing something – that were, I don't want him to disappear. in mean, some like, some games he disappears, and I'm looking at him to do some of that. to I me mean, because he has 12 goals and 11 assists, but here's the crazy stat for you. He's negative 11, the plus minus. Like, minus 11, that next to him is Zuki Nordstrom, and Nordstrom is a fourth-line guy. Our, like, top player should not have be been minus 11 Justin Falk is a minus eight, and if you look at the rest of his line mates, whoever he's usually with, maybe Derek Ryan's a minus eight, but everyone else is like minus six or less. And for our top point Skinner to be negative 11, for me, that's almost like a red flag in terms of, okay, what is going on for Jeff Skinner to be a negative 11? That's That's my whole thing. It's like, he needs to be. Obviously, because of the fact he's on the ice at the wrong time, or just because defense has been killing him a little bit. I don't know what the deal is. But your top line guy shouldn't be a minus 11. He should be, you know, plus, five, like plus 9, 15, 20, whatever. if you look at guys at other teams, are like Patrick Kane, or, you know, Conor McDavid, one, the one who's actually playing well, or if you look at Pittsburgh with Cindy Crosby, those guys are in plus points every single season. Not negative. So I think, Jeff, I mean, whatever Skinner's doing, I think he needs to get out of this, whatever rut he's in or whatever streaking is that he keeps getting himself in and out of. But he needs to break this on minus 11. We don't need our top player to be minus 11.
1: So that's who I'm looking for in terms of Definitely. looking at tonight. Okay, okay. So we have our Hurricanes. Now let me give you my uh, Nashville, my Nashville player to watch for everybody out there, in my opinion. Um, but before I give that, I just want to say we're we'll also be doing a Post game show tonight. We're doing our second edition of Rocking the Night Aways. It's going to be at midnight, and there may be a very good possibility of something being a first for us. Um, It could very well turn into our first ever two hour show. Yeah, I know it's late at night, but we're going to be rocking Night Aways talking hockey. We'll be covering tonight's game, uh, some around the NHL. Even if we don't get to two hours tonight, uh, that's coming very, very soon for everybody out there. Um, But if we do get, uh, we're definitely recapping the game tonight. We're going to also talk some news around the NHL as well, go over some of the games tonight as well and talk about that. Um, but we're going to go a little over. We're going to have my key player to the game. Then we'll do, uh things for us to win, you know, keys of the game. So we're going to go a little over here. But uh, never fear if you're listening to us live. Yeah, we're going to get cut off. But if you'll just give us 20 minutes. So right before the pregame starts for on Fox Sports Go, and Fox Sports Carolinas for everybody in the local area that's watching it. Uh, right before the pregame starts, you can tune back in to us here on Blog Talk Radio and catch the last ten minutes or so that we go over. And we want to hear your thoughts as well on our Facebook page. We also got Twitter, Instagram, follow us everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere, man. They can find us everywhere. You'll get links to our shows. If you haven't missed a show, you don't think about it, you get on Instagram, you see us again. Go listen to it. Go give us a like on Facebook. Go find all our pages. Rockin' Carolinas on Twitter. I think it's Rockin' the Carolinas on Instagram. Go find us. Give us a like. Follow us. We've got a lot of big news. A lot of stuff coming up for the show here soon. Um, we're about to go off the air, but uh, I'm gonna give my guy from Nashville. Uh, I have to look. I, I really could have went with two guys here. Uh, I could have went with either guy on the top pairing in that Nashville's defensive line. Oh, uh, uh, breaking, breaking news! Oh, breaking news! What? Ward? Yes.
0: May we all, all rejoice? Right, I, I, I think I might just caught that. Right when we got caught off. I am not sure if whoever was what listening live heard that. Great. If not, I'm telling you right now because uh, I saw a tweet from John Forslund. Because I get a lot of notifications from anything Hurricanes on Twitter. Um, in case anything happens during the game, uh, before game or during game. But um we are doing it's um it is Cam Ward in net for us tonight. So sorry to tell you off, but I had to do some breaking news real quick. So <laughs> Cam Ward is starting tonight.
1: Oh, oh it's cool. oh, cool. I'm glad you that that sounds great. But uh it's okay, it's okay. Uh so that look that may bode well for us, but my guy I, okay, cool. Uh we just had a listener tell us that as soon as you said Ward, we got cut off live. So, we did get that little tidbit in. But my guy for today are is uh, Matt, Matthias Ekholm. Uh This is a guy that's having a career year for Nashville being paired with Roman Yossi. I wanted to go with Roman Yossi, but, I mean, eh, he's the best defenseman on the team. But you look at a guy like Matthias Ekholm, he's been a guy that's been phenomenal on the back end. I don't think anyone really expected this. Yes, he's been – He's not really been a point-getter, so to speak. You know, he's only – he had, in the last two years, you know, 35, 23, and now he's with 21 so far on this year. I mean, he's he's on pace for over uh, about 15 goals around 35 assists, which will blow his points out of the water. I mean, his previous high on points was 35 back in 15, 16 – uh, when he played a full season, had eight goals and 27 assists. So he's looking to blow that out the water already. I mean, the guy's got a phenomenal shooting percentage for a defenseman at 10.9. When he shoots, it goes in. So that's my key to the game. If we can shut – you know, and that's one of my keys to the game, by the way. If we can shut him down, we have a good chance. You know, my other key to the game, since I gave my player already, I, and I gave one key, I'll go ahead and give my second key before I get my third Third key to the game is shutting down a guy you mentioned for Nashville. Philip Forsberg, gotta shut him down too. Third key of the game is uh, special teams, so to speak. Our penalty kill and power play. Ooh. Obviously, we discussed earlier that our power play has a lot of problems. <sighs> you know, sitting 29th in the league. This is a team we're going up yeah. against that gets penalties. We gotta capitalize. Our penalty kill's gotta capitalize too when they when we take penalties. So this could be a very this will be, a, in my opinion, a very physical game that's going to have quite a few penalties. So we got, my third key, got to win the special teams, got to win the power play, got to win the penalty kill. What are your three keys to the game before we uh, go off of a live of uh, recorded feed here?
0: All right, for so my uh, three keys to the game, I have to agree with you on the last uh, one a lot of aspects. For me, number one is going off what what the last one was in special teams. We got to, I know we are bottom of the barrel. I think we're in the bottom, like we're in like the fifth to last group of both power play and penalty killing. It's just straight dumpster fire. I don't even call it garbage. Dumpster fire in a house that's on fire, if I want to call it that, because we can't do anything. Like when we went, like, we went on our power play against Toronto and got scored on in 15 seconds. Oh, that was brutal. That was so brutal to get, to get scored short and then them, for them to get a power play and then score on us. It was that was that was a rough thing to watch. And I think what you said, we need to either capitalize on it, or we need to do what we did on that road trip, kill a lot of penalties off. Because I think I'm going to see a lot of you know. It's going to be a lot of hard hitting. There's going to be a lot of calls. And I feel like there's going to be at least a fight or two because it seems like ever since we played Florida, we've gotten to a lot more fights. And I know we did in Toronto. We got in a couple as well. Of course, those fights were pretty much boring to watch. But it seems like we, I we've, we are, are, we hit. we've upped our hitting. So I think that if we see more penalties and a lot more hits, I'm definitely going to see us killing a lot of penalties. off. That's something we need to do, which is we need to capitalize on both ends of special teams, and my second um, key of the game is is put pucks on net, crash the net, get Pekka Rene to go, we need to get him to go across his crease. We need to set up those opportunities to either hit him on the one-timer on the back end behind him, or we need to get him moving in, the, we him moving in crease, and we need to get bodies in front of the crease, too. Because what I saw at Toronto, a lot of those shots, a lot of them were uncontested, easy shots for him to save because he had no one in that block of them. And we weren't making a move around. Anderson mostly stood in his crease almost the entire game. I didn't really see a whole lot of movement. So I think what we need to do is we need to, this is a key we need to do for every game is to get the goalies moving. We got to get, we got to get them moving in their crease, make them make the mistake of biting on two on ones or just get past the cross and, and, and hit them without waiting and get these goalies to mess up and get them in a position where they're not going to catch anything. That's something we need to do. We need to get someone to scream Rene so he can miss these. Because if he, if he can see the shot, he can stop them nine times out of ten. Um, and then my third stat is was is what I said for Toronto, which I wish I saw that on them, was forechecking. Forecheck the crap out of Nashville. We need to get in their end and make them make mistakes. Because we, we need that to happen. And if we give them the pressure and make them make mistakes, and then we need to play a fast game. Peters, from what I see, his system is almost like what Lobby Lett had when he was with us. Fast, up-tempo hockey. We have the talent. We have the guys who can move. You know, Ajo, Skinner, Lindholm, um, Tara Vinen, Derek Ryan, and in some instances. We have guys who can move. If we get our 4 moving movement and play the fast, up-tempo game, and just crash the net, like I said for my second point, we could easily get on these guys and make them back off. So that's what I need to see them do is just crash, crash, crash the net and get on them. And that's why, that's, one, that's my three
1: key points for tonight's game. Mm, interesting. Yes, I, I would agree with that as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, let's do our predictions. And then, of course, we'll see you all back here on Blog Talk Radio go. At midnight tonight for the second edition of Rocking the Night Away, Carolina style. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. And that Carolina style—that uh, was corny. Uh, it only yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, uh, but okay. My prediction for tonight—I it think it's with Ward being in that. We got you know confirmation at Ward in net, so I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going will come down to our special teams, power play, and penalty kill. And I have us. Um, I think I think we get back on the winning trail tonight. I think we win 3-2. I think it's going to go to overtime. It may very well go to a shootout with this team. I think it could very well. Uh, with Old Laviolette wanting to stick it back to us. But I think we come out in the end in a shootout, 3-2. Hey,
0: I mean, hey, if that works for me, I'll take it. But I, I think last time the play was actually in a shootout as well. So, I mean, second time it may go for two for two. I'm hoping, uh, if I'm right, did we beat them in the shootout last time?
1: Last time we played them, I'm not sure, but um, oh man, we say, lost so many times this year. They're start, you know, starting to run together. But yeah, I think we did, didn't we? Beat uh, their backup. Uh, I gotta, I gotta find that out now. Like I don't even um, care. I know we're, well, I know we're recording. I, we still got minutes to recording. I'm actually looking that up. You can continue and give your prediction, but I'm gonna look this up. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm not sure oh, if not, but yeah. I'm gonna look this up. Go ahead and give your prediction while I'm looking this up.
0: I'm going to go on your path. I think it's going to be a really hard fought contest. I think it's going to go to overtime. I think I'm going to be optimistic. Yep. I, I think we're going to. Get, I think we're going to get. Well, we did beat them in the shootout last time.
1: Yeah, it was Soros. I, I I was thinking it was Soros in
0: that. It okay. was
1: uh, Soros um, in that for the Predators. We beat them in a shootout, and Darling was in that. Okay, one well, yeah, well, one of the I, few well, times Darling I mean, won a game. How
0: about that? Um, for me I wanna I'm actually gonna go and say four three um overtime um for this one. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of scoring and I think defense is gonna to be tough. I think if we have four three, teams are gonna make mistakes and especially since Nashville came off that butt whooping in Winnipeg, I think they're gonna to play tough and I think they're gonna make mistakes and I think what how we got beat I think it's the fact that both teams got horribly like just shown up. I think they're going to play more guards and open it up open it up more in the middle. So I, I say four or three um, in a shootout, in an overtime.
1: Oh, sounds good. And, uh, of course, like I said, we'll be here at midnight here on Blog Talk, so come check us out. If you happen to miss this recorded session, I'll just uh, wait till actually, it'll be uh, about five minutes, so it'll be up on Blog Talk. Um, we'll right, soon be on iTunes as well. So hopefully that will be worked out in the next week or two. So y'all can listen to us everywhere. But, uh, of course, uh, until later tonight, let's go Canes and hopefully pull out one.
0: Yeah, definitely let's go Canes. And we will see you guys after the show after the game tonight at midnight. So, Lee, nice working with you again,
1: man. Good talking to you again, man, and uh, till later tonight.
0: All right. We will see you guys later. Have a good night, Canes, and let's go Canes.